What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. At time of recording, it is 7.07 p.m. on Friday, the first day of spring, March 20th, 2020. And with me on the other line, all the way from her place of residence in the greater Boston area, it's my friend Kate Lewis. Kate, say hi to the people. Hello, people. How are you? I, I think how are you is kind of a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like I saw that meme that so often circulates the Broad City screenshot. It's like, how am I? Like, oh, yeah. It's a completely loaded question. I, I know how everyone is, and it's not great. And is, is that how you're feeling? How are you, Kate? Um, I am actually like I think I've sort of hit the acceptance phase, um, which feels like sort of freeing. I went on three walks today. It's a beautiful day. We hit like. 60s and here in Boston, so really delightful weather. Um, I have been raising a dozen baby basil plants out of a styrofoam egg carton on my windowsill. So um, that's looking up. So um, honestly, things are pretty like you know they're not still not great, but like you know as as far as circumstances go, you got to make lemons out of lemonade. You sure? <laughs> No, you got? Did you say make lemons out of lemonade? I think that's why that's that's what the federal government's doing. We have to make lemonade. Um, yeah, we have, making lemons out of lemonade seems extremely challenging. Yeah, absolutely. So the main reason uh, we decided to have you come on today is to recommend. Uh, was it the first form of entertainment? I can't imagine it wasn't the first form of entertainment, which is books, and it's something that uh, uh, part of pop culture that. We here at Fighting Fire with Fire talk precious little about because I am an illiterate slug. And so I want to ask you about all sorts of book recommendations that you have. But that comes after I clear out for you so that you can rant about something that has been bothering you. Yes? Yes, yes. Um, I'm glad we get to discuss this. Um, So, I mean, I love books. I'm an avid reader. I studied English in college, so... Reading is something I find to be fundamental, um, and it's not to say that I don't love movies and TV, but what I have found in the last week of being in quarantine is that I can't enjoy the shows and movies that I previously loved because all I can think about is social distancing, and it's like you turn on whatever show you're watching, like, like I was putting on a lot of rom-coms recently. My Netflix really came for me because it recommended He's Just Not That Into You, and I was like, wow, um, harsh. Um, but I put it on and it's like all these people like on dates in crowded bars and like exchanging saliva and I'm like gross. Uh, I can't watch the things that I ordinarily would have watched with any degree of enjoyment because all I can think about is, you know, the spread of disease. I'm like, look at you touching all those surfaces. Like, stop, wash your hands. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, and be- ever since you told me that, it's kind of gotten into my head while I've been, even in the video games that I've been playing. So I've been trying to keep my distance. I, I guess that just leaves a very precious few movies and TV shows that you could watch. You can only watch Contagion so many times, right? <laughs> so I don't... Right. And that's why I think that Netflix, like, I have this conspiracy theory that they were, like, strangely prescient with their reality shows that they put out this past, the past few months. So we have The Circle, which was the first one, which is, the premise is, you know, 
hot singles living in individual apartments alone. And you really see that sort of quarantining getting to their head, that isolation. And then you have Love is Blind, which starts out with the contestants in these pods in which they speak through a wall to their you know, suitors or future significant others. Right. Um, so it's sort of odd that you had two of these shows that are so based in this idea of isolation come out right before the entire country basically goes on lockdown. But, like... That's of all the conspiracy theories that have been uh, foisted on the show. That's one of the very best ones that yeah. Netflix knew about coronavirus way before any of us did. And it's almost like whether or not that was sinister on their part, if they did know, like whether it was sort of like, wow, this is how we're really going to get people acclimated to the idea of being isolated or like, but yeah, if they knew they should have told us. <laughs> Amazing. I, I, Truly. I've never watched the circle or love is blind because as we've discussed, I can't do the reality oh, shows. I can't, I, the cringe, the cringe is way too real. On, and by way too real, I mean way too, it's the, the, the scripted and fake nature of every single reality show just gets to my secondhand embarrassment. That's at the core of my being. I can't do it. <laughs> I have watched you visibly cringe, um, before what? and it's, it's, it's quite the reaction to see. It's not good. I'm wor- I see a six foot seven man curl over a ball on the couch. Just it's, uh, could barely could barely get through an episode of Happy Endings, which is a good show, and oh, it's a totally show. fabricated that's a sitcom. That I have, that's been getting me through this. I feel like the like you know twenty minute like episodic nature is just like that's kind of what I can do right now. I can't do anything that's like too intense. And so, um, in lieu of doing anything too intense on a screen, you have turned mm-hmm. to, I think, uh, your favorite and something that you're super well-versed in, which is books. So you wanted to come on yes. and talk about a few books. Yeah, so I would love to discuss books. So I have some recommendations, but I think my like first recommendation above all is really um, whatever makes the time go faster for you and keeps you sane <laughs> longest is what you should be engaging with. Um, so if you're loving this opportunity to binge all those shows you've been meaning to watch, uh, I'm certainly not... I'm not not watching TV is what I want to say. Is that like, Right. Um, but I'm not doing... It's not my choice at the moment. Um, so what I would say is, you know, whatever gets you through the next few weeks is what you should be engaging with. So if there is, like, a book in mind that, like, you really have just been dying to escape into, then, like, that's what you should be doing. Um, I know a lot of people... Go on, go on. You know a lot of people what? uh, I know a lot of people kind of tend to think of reading like as, oh, like I haven't read a book since high school or like, you know, it's such a chore. But like that's not really how you should think of it. And I am an avid reader, but I will be honest that up until like last year in my adult life, I was pretty bad about reading on a regular basis. (laughs) And I started setting more goals for myself. I, um... Set a goal this year to read 50 books in the year 2020, and I was really behind up until like about a week or so ago. And then um, having all this free time in my hand has given me some very well valued space to catch up. That being said, you don't have to read 50 books in a year. Like you don't have to do what I do. Um, which is what you, which is what you're doing right now. You're trying to read 50 books in a year. I am trying to read 50 books in a year, and I think I'm at eight right now. But I'm pretty close to finishing a few, so that should knock me up. Um, pretty far on that list. Not to mention the <laughs> the the time that we're all going to be spending with little else to do. Right. Yes. Um, I think it's just a good way to disengage, and especially because a lot of us are probably spending a lot of time doing like conference calling or working from home or like on the computer all day. 
So I have some time away from screens. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, all, like, parenty about it and be, like, no screen time or whatever it is. Like, but no, I think factually, you're right. Let your brain sort of disconnect. And especially because, you know, when you're on the screens or you're on your phone or whatever, like, you'll usually end up consuming news that might upset you or, you know, trigger some anxieties. And so it's really great to find, you know, somewhere where you can escape. There's not going to be, like, a pop-up ad when you're reading a book. No. Like, no. <laughs> no. Um, Hopefully so not. Yeah. Um, do they have ads on Kindles? Anyway, I don't. Do they? I don't think they I do. Don't, I think I if don't. you buy the book, then they're not going to bother you. Um, well, and also, like I would say, you know, keep an audio, keeping an audiobook on the background if you're like doing other things can be really soothing. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of audiobooks just because I tend to sort of, you know, drift. not focus as well, right. drift off, you know, not pay attention. Um, but you know, if you're you know, doing other things and just looking for some way, something to keep you company. An audiobook is a great way to do that. As um, someone who grew up with uh, the dulcet tones of Jim Dale narrating the Harry Potter audiobook series and doing every voice. Nice. That's, uh, but then again, that's just me, uh, one of the uh, uh, millennials who's only read Harry Potter and refuses to read any other book, which of which there are endless jokes on the internet. And I feel oh, very... Very hurt by them. No, I've read a couple other books. Read another book. I've read, read a couple. any other book. <laughs> read any other book. <laughs> any other book. Seriously, there's so many. I'm in the middle of reading um, Watchmen. I'm doing okay. It's a graphic novel. Baby steps. Graphic novels are awesome. I strong. I love graphic novels. Um, I actually, um, one of my very favorite graphic novels is Fun Home by Alison Bechdel. And that is a tremendous work that I strongly, strongly recommend. Um she, she's a cartoonist herself, um, so she wrote and illustrated the entire thing, and it's also a memoir, so like, the act of you know, drawing, have you seen her videos about her process, the act of actually drawing her family members and her father who passed away in certain postures, and she would have to model them in order to draw them, super cool uh, kind of creative process there, so that's some, that's a book I would recommend if you're looking for something to pick up, and fun graphic home. novels are your, okay. in ways, fun home. Um, by Alison Bechdel, um, the inventor of the Bechdel test. Um, yeah. And um, it was also adapted into a musical a few years ago. Um, came home at the Tonys with some great awards. Um, so really great story, um, compelling story, true story, memoir. Um, so that would be a recommendation of mine um, just in general there. Do you want to keep it rolling? Uh, yeah, sure. Um I think so. I'm, I'm trying to think of like books that I've been escaping into. So one that I have been working on lately and that I'm kind of late to the party on is All the Light We Cannot See um, by mm-hmm. Anthony Doerr. Um, so this was, oh God, I, I'm going to look up when it was published because I don't know. Those are some good typing sounds. It was a um, Pulitzer Prize winner um, published in 2014, so it won the Pulitzer in 2015. Um, it is a work of fiction, historical fiction, set in um, World War II in Europe. Um, and when I first started reading it, my gut reaction was like, this book is almost too good. <laughs> like, it has this intense richness to it like eating like a really fine steak or drinking an old bottle of wine that you're Mm. just like if i have too much of this in one sitting i'm going to throw up (laughs) like and and it's beautiful and as a writer myself i I was thinking the whole time like how can i write like this um 
And so I'd have to kind of limit myself to how much I was reading of it. But now it's like I can really lose myself in it because I don't have the limitations of like, oh, I have other things to do. Like, no, all I can do is sit and read this book. And it's awesome. And I'm very close to finish with it. Um, all the light we cannot see. All the light we cannot see. Um, that was a great one. Um, but yeah, again, and just like these are recommendations of books that I have loved. Um, and what I can say, what I just want to say is that everyone should find something that they're really passionate about or really excited about reading and just dive right into it, like really get lost in it. Give yourself that time to like, I charge my phone in the bathroom every night. Um, like there's a time where I literally just put it away for the evening and then we're done. Um, and that the rest of the night is just for reading and I turn my lights out and it's very nice to have that kind of centering, like, like people always feel like recommend that on the internet a lot they're always like oh you should always have an hour without your screens before you go to bed and whether or not that's feasible or not like i'm not you know trying to prescribe here everyone's got their own limitations some people would rather fall asleep with their phone beside them that's fine but i found that it is really like helpful in order to like have better sleep and just actually disconnect from the world and like you don't need to be engaged 24 7 um some people feel like they have to in this world where all the news is instant everything is changing so fast that you need to be updated all the time you don't um and i think it's really healthy to disconnect and kind of dive into a place where you can't be found does that mean um, does that mean you do most of your reading sitting up in bed okay because various people do reading standing up sitting down lying down in their bed always. on their chair and the couch yeah, I, I read all over the place. I do have a chair in my apartment that is kind of my favorite reading chair. Um, but, you know, when I'm kind of, you know, winding down for the night, I will read in bed for a bit. Yeah, um, but I also, like, I carry a book with me most places I go. I try to read on the train. Reading standing up is really, like, uncomfortable. Like, reading on the train with, like, when you're sort of, like, got that one arm hooked around a pole and I'm, like, can't find me here, but you can't see me. Like, and you're just, like, trying to hold on to it. Like, that gets distracting for me. I would rather be sitting. Um, mm mm-hmm. But yeah, any, anywhere you can get comfortable, like really like make like, and this is sort of getting more, less into reading recommendations, more into just like self-care recommendations, but like make your space comfortable, like put on some like calm music or like light some candles, make it like, like relaxing. Um, what's that? What's um, my personal favorite for my room like my bedroom when i'm sleeping is um lavender chamomile it's a mm. lovely pj max scent um so that's pretty delightful it's just a good combination of words yeah lavender, lavender chamomile, chamomile. <laughs> lavender chamomile so you've got uh, this is my fa- daughter lavender chamomile. <laughs> lavender chamomile paltrow that's what uh, uh uh oh my goodness i'm gonna forget her darn name the actress who's in Fleabag who's the stepmother oh my god Olivia Coleman. that's what Olivia Coleman's character in Fleabag would name her daughter Lavender Cannonball <laughs> oh my gosh uh, uh, so you we've done fun, uh, fun House and we've done All the Light fun We home. Cannot See Fun Home I sorry Fun Home no fun worries home. Uh, All the Light We Cannot See uh, that was great I'm like literally standing at my bookshelf right now trying to look at some pics cause like I'm the kind of person who, if I get into, really into a book, I will finish it in a day. Um, and so I'm trying to think of books that I read that I just couldn't put down. Because um, I think that easy reads, too, are really what we're looking for. Um, Room by Emma Donoghue, um, which was um, later adapted movie? to a movie. 
that was the into a movie with Brie Larson, um, cleaned up at the Oscars a couple years ago. Um, that yeah, was the kid, Jacob, Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. The kid, Jacob Tremblay was great. And, um, for those who don't know and who aren't familiar with the book, the, um, the book is actually narrated from the point of view of the young boy, um, which mm. makes it a really compelling narrative. Um, so really fascinating book there. Just a fast read, very profound and disturbing at times, but, Heavy. you know, one that you just kind of can't stop turning and um, even if you kind of know how it turns out um, it really keeps you going um, and then uh, god what else um, Anita Diamond is one of my favorite writers of all time she's actually Boston based um, Anita Diamond Brookline um, Diamond D-I-A-M-A-N-T um, Diamond so she wrote uh, The Boston Girl um, which came out a few years ago um, which is about a young woman growing up in the Boston area I think she's a Jewish immigrant um, so kind of a bit of historical fiction there um, and then she also wrote this great book called The Red Tent that kind of made the like mom's book club rounds like two decades ago um, but I read that in a day on the beach and that's based on um, the tribe like Jacob and the tribe of Israel and his 12 sons but he also had one daughter so it focuses on the daughter which is a great book um, so those were really fast kind of like really consuming reads that I just read like wait a second how do you literally in a day how do you know what books made the mom book club rounds two decades ago because i remember my mom reading it when uh, i was like four <laughs> like i remember her having a copy of it and then i was visiting my family at the beach and was like oh like i remember you reading this a few years ago when i was like way too small to like choose that but like now i'm old enough to read it and it looks interesting so i'm gonna read it and it ended up being really good um great Another suggestion that, like, I feel like it's also worthwhile is, like, having something that you can kind of consume in snippets. So maybe, like, if you're taking a break from working during the day or you find some spare time, like, short stories and essays are, like, really great ways to, like, get a lot of reading done. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, I'm a huge fan of David Sedaris, um, who is just so so funny and if you can get him on audible him reading his own work is so good his voice like once you get his voice in your head like you'll hear everything he ever writes in his voice because he just has this way of reading that like is just so him and injects so much personality into his writing which already has a lot of personality um so i've been working on his most recent book called calypso which is a little bit less uh less of the humor that you it's still very devastatingly funny because that's it's david sedaris but um this one's more about his family as they grieve a loss in the family Mm. um so it's less humorous but you know still david sedaris who can't help but to be funny um but his his works are phenomenal and so those are easy quick reads too um in sort of smaller portions (laughs) um that's wow that's that's so that's red tent and calypso and fun home and all the light we cannot see and the boston girl and did i miss one (laughs) you have so many (laughs) you make it sound like so many what do you mean it's good this is good this is uh i think we'll whenever we post this podcast we're recording it on friday night we'll probably release it on saturday morning i'll tweet out and post all the links to all the books that you recommended Right. Yeah. Not uh, bad. Awesome. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I have about a bajillion more recommendations, and I can go on and on about, like, why exactly I would recommend them or how I personally found them. Um, (laughs) I mean, I I shared with you the story Cat Person, um, which, um, as we know, made the rounds in The New Yorker um, a couple years ago. um, That went pretty viral, um, and the author has a new collection out. Or, not new, because it came out about a year ago or so. called you know you want this um Um, cat person is a story in that collection which i bought because i enjoyed cat person i haven't read the rest yet but like that's a really kind of cool way and again there's standalone short stories so um being able to sort of pick it up be like i can read one of these and then like come back to it and not feel like i missed a whole lot it's shocking Uh how real cat person felt yeah that was like like when I first read it, I was just like, "This is visceral." And anyone who hasn't read it, like that's it, that is again free on the New Yorker. Um, so, cat person, strong recommend. Really good read. Heavy um, though. Heavy, and there's a lot of discourse around it. And again, it came out a few years ago, but I feel like when it did come out, a lot of people had a lot to say about it and a lot to think about it. So that's cool. And like, I think what is sort of bonding us now is finding works that we can all read and connect with. And because we're, you know, physically isolated at the moment, um, to find something you can discuss with someone and be like, Oh my God, did you read this? Will you like, will you read this with me? Um, will you talk to me about it? Um, I'm actually a part of a book club that just got off the ground here in Boston uh, called Book Babes. It is an all-female, sorry, gentlemen, sorry. all-female book club. Um, and we were supposed to have our second monthly meeting here in Boston on Wednesday, but um, due to the crisis, it was canceled. So we instead had a virtual meeting, which was really cool, cool way to kind of connect with people I wouldn't otherwise um, and discuss books um, that we had all read. Um yeah, the so first that sort of bond is great. The first virtual meeting of Book Bros happened on Call of Duty Xbox Live. It went really swimmingly, actually. Oh, great, great. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you read like the back of the, it was the, the back of the video game? No, no, no. We read we read the, uh, read the back of your cereal box. No, 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 no. We read the strategy guide to Call of Duty Black Ops Four. No, I, I thank, 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 so thank. That was a really compelling read. Super, um, so super. Super compelling read about first-person shooters online. And what's that? Was that in the New Yorker? I thankfully, thankfully, I, I, that is that is one thing I cannot do. Uh, you've, I don't know if you've ever seen me do anything competitive, but any of my friends who were listening to this uh, will laugh thinking of me playing Call of Duty online because I don't do that stuff because I get way too angry and lose my mind. And yeah. Um, I recently coordinated a remote quiplash game, um, and there was someone who was getting visibly upset because he was losing. <laughs> quiplash? Quiplash. And I'm so sorry that I took a nap through that, because I love Quiplash, and I think that the, your group of friends is probably a perfect group oh, of friends to do it know, with. I totally want to do it again. Like, I'm trying to get my West Coast friends to agree to it. Um, I think we're going to do a Netflix party tomorrow night, which I'm sort of excited for. But my thing is, when I'm video chatting with people, I kind of would rather just talk to them. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like, I agree. Like a bunch of my friends were like, "Oh, we could do a Netflix party, or we could just call each other and talk." Like, do we have to like have the TV Nef- on? Netflix is for everything else, right? Yeah, like I get it. It is cute. I, I love the Netflix party idea. I think it's great. Like in general, for people who might be in like a long distance relationship or something. Um, who are just trying to like bond in some way and like it can be exhausting trying to like 
you know, keep up a conversation. Maybe you just, like, want to feel someone's presence. Mm-hmm. And, like, rather than, like, having to be, like, oh, what do we have to talk about? Or, like, just feeling like someone's there. Because, like, right now I just have one other roommate and it's getting lonely. And um, Do you so know what movie's going to be chosen for the Netflix party? That's a big decision. My vote is for Mamma Mia. <laughs> That's a pretty good call. It's a good yeah. call. Uh, isn't there, was it, is the second it was okay wait 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 I've never seen either Mamma Mia movie is the second one with Lily James in it any good uh, it's good by virtue of it being like ABBA songs and right, Lily right. James is in it and like it, it's a delightful romp but like if you're looking for a subs it's not as the plot is a little flimsy compared to the original because the original like, was a musical and like was a well loved story the second one's a little bit like it was it was great and perfectly enjoyable, but like the problem I feel with like as a film, you know, probably not going to win any major awards. The problem with watching something like Mamma Mia is then I'm going to get into a singing mood and I'm just going to miss karaoke, and it's just going to have such yeah such fun. That was my thing is that I kind of wanted to do the Netflix party with Mamma Mia because then we'd probably all sing together. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But my neighbors would just crucify me. Nothing like a lag delayed take a chance on me. <laughs> okay, this was super successful. I feel like I need to come up with uh, a name for this, uh, uh, Kate's book recommendations, and this could be volume one because if you've got a whole shelf of books, then I'm sure people are going to want to hear more recommendations, oh, especially if uh, they read these. And I, I promise, this is a promise on the pod, recorded, that I'm going to try and read one of these recommendations and do it and report back. You should, and again, I'm not trying to like, assign homework here. No, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think the joy of reading as an adult is that it's not homework and that there are so many titles out there that really can appeal to all kinds of people. Like, there's a book out there for everyone, and I think that, like, the academic nature of reading can sort of suck the joy out of it for people. I know for me, it kind of did. Again, I was an English major, and I still love to read, but, like, there are definitely books where I was like, this is a chore. Um so definitely try to find something that really like gets you going and gets you excited about reading it. Um, read an audiobook, read a graphic novel, like it, it all counts and it is a great way to kind of escape and what more knows the situation we're in could use some escapism. Wise words from a wise friend. Kate Lewis, thank you for being on. As always, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire at soundcloud.com slash fighting fire with fire. Follow us on Spotify, on Google Play, uh, on Apple Podcasts. Rate us and review us. Um, hopefully we'll be back next week to do more stuff, and hopefully Kate will be back at some point in the future to recommend more books. Kate, anything to say to the people before you get out of here? Um, well, hang in there, everyone. Stay healthy. Wash your damn hands. Get out there, take a nice walk or something, and hope to hear from you guys all soon. Happy reading. Perfect. For Kate Lewis, I'm AJ Rose. This has been Fighting Fire with Fire. Fuck Mitch McConnell, and we will see you guys next next time. <laughs> Cheers.